So we are back to talk about some more Watchmen, and uh, Preston, I have to say, I'm thoroughly surprised. There are a lot of people uh, contacting me lately, uh, wondering huh. where the next Watchmen podcast episode is, and I was like... See, it's like the pod- it's like it grows on, on them, just like uh, Watchmen grew on you, mm. and it's... I mean, it's funny how after the first few episodes came out, there was a lot of this, um, this uh, social warrior, like... Uh, political warrior like those SJWs and now like it's been like a general consensus has now spread that that Watchmen is pretty awesome. I've been recommending Watchmen <laughs> to a lot of people uh, lately and I, I, I have even said like even though it's not much of a comparison but I think this season of Watchmen is better than the last two seasons of Game of Thrones and we fucking do Game of Thrones oh, content. It's it's head of, yeah it's head and shoulders better than, than Game of Thrones. And we latest, do latest Game of Thrones yeah. content. We fucking do this fucking thing. I know, I know. I, I the question the question is is like do I love this more than than say I like like the leftovers and I have to wait until the last episode. Um you know, there's certain strengths to the leftovers uh that 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 Watchmen doesn't have, but um um as a I need to see the next episode now what what's going to happen mm-hmm. and like like all the detail and all of the the, com- the commentary on society like Watchmen has has just a lot more going on than Leftovers. Leftovers is more emotional. It's acted really well, but it's you know it's it's, it's not as rich as Watchmen. No, no, no. Of course, of course. You never, you never. Even though I, 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 you never watched Leftovers, did you? I have not, not yet. Ah, <laughs> oh, I mean, you have HBO. It's you can just do it. You 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 can binge it. What I have HBO. Oh right, yes, I have HBO. <laughs> right. I could I'm sorry. could yeah. totally binge it. <laughs> but, right. Okay, continue on. on. On we go. On we uh, go. So, Watchmen episode seven. Let's start with that. Um, Angela continues to be treated for nostalgia as her memories of losing her parents and her grandmother June in Vietnam mingle with Will's. Um, mm. She also learns that the Manhattan phone booths are supposedly connected to Mars route. True's facilities before True herself reveals that she knows that Manhattan is actually on Earth in Tulsa, disguised as a human, which I thought Dr. Manhattan couldn't disguise himself as a human or, or, or act like a human. Hmm. And yeah. uh, we find out that uh, the Calvary's plan is to destroy, capture and destroy Manhattan to become like him, which True already knows, and that is why the Millennium Clock is there, because she plans on using it to save the world. Angela breaks free, rushes home, and tells Cal that she loves him as a husband, calling him by the name of John, before she bashes his head in and pulls out a small dish-shaped, like, Manhattan symbol from his head, and then his body starts to glow blue. Now, here's the thing. Before I continue on with this, because this is the Wikipedia um, synopsis here of Episode 7, you were right and you were wrong at the same time. So... Okay. What What was I read about? So... You were right that Lady True's daughter was a clone, but what you're wrong about is you thought it was a clone of her. It's not. It's a clone right. of her mother. Right. I'm still holding out hope that that she's also a clone as well. Like she did say that she's a clone of her mother, but I wonder if she, you know, if she left out that she's also a clone of her mother. I'm still holding holding out hope. But it was weird. Yeah, it's a little weird to, to skip the generation like that, but um, she did. Mm-hmm. But then the question is. I mean, maybe, maybe it's you know she skipped the generation, but she also we we want to find out who the father is, and uh, we don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. As for um, so I so people were messaging me the entire time when episode seven came out. Carmine, you called it. How did you know? It's just 
like I said, I went on the Watchmen Wikipedia page, and at the very fucking, like, at, at the cast right here, you have all these people. By the way, they just updated it recently, but you have, yeah. you only had four people on here. You had Lori Blake, Judd, Angela, and, um, um, the, her husband Cal. And for some, yeah. and, and, like, why would Cal be there? Like, he's a character, but he's like a, he's not even, I don't, I don't even consider him secondary character, would you? Like, he's... You're right that he's mm. he's not part of the plot. He's just he's the, not. the guy who's hanging out while Angela comes in and out. Mm-hmm. You know, and no, he's he's nothing. Um, and I think I do think that that's how people guessed, because looking out, a lot of people did guess that Cal was Doctor Manhattan. And I I would say that if you go by the evidence presented in the episode, you shouldn't be able to determine it. Like Cal specific, like they specifically say that um, Dr. Manhattan can't disguise himself as other people. Cal, in private with Angela, says that, that Dr. Manhattan's on Mars and that he can't do that. And so, and they didn't reveal that Cal was, had amnesia and was in some accident until the episode that they reveal that Dr. Manhattan is Cal. So I, I think it was through that, like that kind of like, outside of the narrative guess um like why i, th- I is think they Cal- revealed it actually that he had amnesia in episode three when laurie blake and angela are talking episode three or four i forget which one but i think it was huh. briefly discussed briefly okay uh, i'll take your word for it i don't remember it um so i mean i look i was completely fooled uh, but I do think that if you, that you're right, if you look outside and you say, "Oh, who's who's who are the major players in the cast?" and you go down the list and you see Cal, and you're like, "What? He's not that major." You could maybe say, "Well, well, maybe he's going to become major," and then that's the obvious go-to well, that he's going to be Manhattan. For me, the clues was not only on the wick, like I, I <laughs> to, to explain a bit more in detail to the audience. So when I go into the to Wikipedia.org and I look up Watchmen. Back then, now it's completely different. Now there's way more cast members. But back then, there were four pictures you see. Uh, Angela, Judd, Lori Blake, and Cal. For some reason, Cal is there, despite Wade and even Jeremy Irons is, uh, Jeremy Irons being way more important than Cal. So why? Yeah. Not to mention, why does the Seven Calvary all want her out of the way? Like, I, I don't understand like what everyone's fascination with Angela is, or even her grandfather's fascination with her is. Not to mention, it's just... Right. This show kind of spoils itself in a way because every episode is jam-packed with Easter eggs and just hidden meanings and little, like, aha Mm -hmm. moments. And there has to be a a reason why Angela and Lori are almost opposite of each other and almost alike in a lot of ways. I feel as though, for, for example, the comic begins with the murder of the comedian and, you know, the little blood splatter on his smiley face pin, right? Yeah. Same with Judd. And so, just like George Lucas says, it, you know, it, it, it likes poetry, it rhymes. Like, mm. the comic and this show is rhyming. So there has to be, just like in the comics, a relationship with Dr. Manhattan and someone in the cast. And there is no mm. other person in the show who's a major female character besides Laurie and Angela. And Laurie's already Dr. Manhattan's ex. It can't be Lady True, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is true that Angela did have a weak connection to everything. Like, there's, there's this question of why is Angela the center of everything? She's the least why interesting character. 
Right. Why is, why is, and I, she's very interesting, but she's the least interesting character. <laughs> you know, like, uh, <laughs> I mean, she's fascinating, but compared to everybody else who all have these insane backstories. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Wade, <laughs> she, fuck, fucking yeah. Wade, Judd is a secret clan member, but at the same time, right. he's... Lady True, Lady like, True. Lady True's crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, like, all of them. I mean... <laughs> oh, and by the way, so someone messaged me this, and they're like, Carmine. You're never going to believe how Watchmen set up that um, Cal was Dr. Manhattan, like, episodes ago. I'm like, go, go ahead. But what you got? So when Lori Blake takes out her dildo, it's called Excalibur. Yeah. Excalabar. Excalibar. You know, <laughs> what? But, what yeah. the f- Okay. That's, cl- that's clever. You got to give him that. That's clever. Oh yeah, I mean there were there there are hints, and so it's not out, it's not from left field, like it's not just out of nowhere. There are hints, but there there are so many strong things to the contrary. The fact that in the first episode we see Doctor Manhattan on Mars, mm-hmm. like at first you have to be like, oh well, he's on Mars, and that we've established that belief, and then you have Cal having no clue that that Doctor Manhattan is is on Earth, and so like. Those two things together, like, oh, he, has, he actually has amnesia and Dr. Manhattan is inside his body with amnesia. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's, a, that's a, you know, it's an impressive catch that, that people did. Um, and people did guess it. And, and uh, you know, bravo, I did not. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, in, in the narrative, it just, Cal is, 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 an, is just kind of a, an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's an idiot. But, you know, he's, he's, um, he's just, you know, out of it he's he's the secondary uh character to to angela and i thought you know maybe that was the point like she was this strong woman and he had, she had this like nurturing stay-at-home dad kind of guy mm-hmm. i don't know but um I, yeah i missed it but some people got it but it, it it took some it took some dismissing of evidence that was there and what's funny too is is that yeah, he was on Mars, and we see video proof that he's on Mars, but at the same time, he can make clones of himself, or he can make duplicates of himself, right? That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can do anything. So it's tough when it's like, oh, well, when you have an omnipotent character, well, what rules apply to him? You know, he can he can do anything he wants. Exactly. And uh, Lori Blake, she goes to speak to Jane Crawford, Judd's wife, about her husband's death, but apparently uh, she she ends up guessing a lot of it, and uh, Jane just doesn't give a fuck. She re- she says, "Oh well, you know, it, the original plan was to be like president, but now it's much bigger." And Lori's like, "Huh?" And the the trap door, <laughs> that's I, that was hilarious. That was it, it is that it like sticks for a bit and, and doesn't fall. I thought maybe she was gonna get out, but no, she gets caught. So so <laughs> apparently Lori is now in the. Uh, is now being captured by is now captured by the Seventh Cavalry, and their plan, uh, as revealed by J- Senator Joe Keen, he is the true bad guy of the series, uh, reveals mm. that their plan is to capture Manhattan to fight against white discrimination. Now, when he said it's tough to be a white man in America these days, I rolled my eyes so fucking hard, and this is one of those areas where I need to tread carefully because it sounds <laughs> it sounds super it sounds for me to say God no it's not. Because I truly believe that. I'm not being a social justice warrior or a quote-unquote libtard. It, it's just not. I would argue what? it's easier to, to, like, to rip on white people, which 
I it kind of is. Like, 50 years ago, if a white guy wanted to wear dreadlocks, nobody would fucking say a thing. But now, mm. like, everybody, you know, we had this conversation last time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's certainly people that believe that are like Joe Keith and think that it's, you know, it's tough to be to be white in America. And what they'll do is they don't understand the difference between an anecdote and a trend. Mm. Yes, you can find individual instances where it's difficult to be a white person, a white male. Sure. But over the whole trend of all of society and your lifetime, you you know, you got you have to say, well, did you have a good did you have a good run? Yeah. I mean, it's I, I think I think um, I think uh, it was Louis C.K. of all people. He, he made a joke about how I mean, honestly, if you had to re up on your race every year, like, would you I <laughs> like, would choose white every like, time? Of course. Right. He's just like, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> like he chooses white every time. Like, ah, uh, nope, got to do that again. If, well, like, the joke was, if you were blacking at a time machine, anything before 1984, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, right. <laughs> right, but, you know. <laughs> right, but there's all these people that, that again, the, people in general, all people think they're persecuted. Um, so, but, so there's a lot of people, you know, white people that think they're persecuted, you know, even though they're the, they're, they're the majority and, you know, Christians definitely think they're persecuted. I mean, all religions think they're persecuted. All people think they're persecuted. And white people are no exception. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just funnier with white people because, you know, they're not, they're not persecuted as much as everybody else. Right. So, yeah. And I just rolled my eyes so hard. But okay. Okay, fine. You want to be Dr. Manhattan. Who the fuck doesn't want to be Dr. Manhattan? But uh, okay. And I, I got to say, I love when Lori the entire time, she's like, oh, God, please don't give me the villain speech. Please. Play. <laughs> he gives it to her anyways. <laughs> and um, before all this, by the way, uh, Laura's partner, Petey, tracks down Looking Glass. Now, we haven't heard from Looking Glass in a couple of episodes because we see the 7th Cavalry head- heading to his uh, house to go kill him. But instead, they find uh, Wade's fallout sh- shelter filled with dead Calvary men, but no sign of him. Yeah. How did they get into the fall shelter? <laughs> they probably followed him in there and just bursted everything down. But Wade, being the badass, and he didn't. He didn't close. He didn't close the door. He didn't close and lock the door. Maybe. And Wade, being the badass yeah. that he is, beat them all down. But we don't know where he is though. So hopefully yeah. he comes in at the last moment. And uh, because that's the thing is is mm. Lady True thinks she's going to save the world. And you know we have we all have this feeling that Lady True is just as evil as Senator King. Right. Just in a different way, mm-hmm. and and I think that if if we're going the big clue that Lady True is is evil. I mean, first of all, how she acted um, in that in that opening scene with the baby was uh, atrocious, right? Um, and uh, the things she's doing is are, are pretty creepy and icky with with regards to her her daughter. But we know she's a villain because she's reading Ayn Rand, and like that's <laughs> Jesus. and. And I'm not saying I'm just I'm not saying I'm talking about the creator and how and and what he believes and the source material of the original Watchmen comic. You know, um, I don't personally agree with Ayn Rand either. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't, you know, say that someone that reads Ayn Rand is is a villain. But I think that the creators of the show and certainly Alan Moore believe that people that believe Ayn Rand's teachings and ideas are evil. Real quick, and as so, a recap, yeah. uh, recap uh, Ayn, 
and Rand, right? Or I, um, Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand. Yeah. Recap her teachings real quick for for those who forgot. She believes in in an extreme version of individualism, where she actually believes that, uh, like, like, unlike say even a libertarian who believes that that the government shouldn't be helping people. It's fine for individuals to help people if they want, but the government shouldn't be doing it. Iran takes it a step further and actually says that all people, even in their personal life, should be just focused on their own personal success and that helping other people is wrong. Um, <laughs> it, it leads to laziness and people not uh, taking personal responsibility and stuff like that. Um, she doesn't believe in you know government systems and things like that. She's also an atheist because um, she's just very much against anything organized um, and this is Rorschach's but, beliefs uh, too right absolutely Rorschach and and Rorschach was designed specifically by Alan Moore as an Ayn Rand uh believing like trope extremist mm. like that she was she was specifically in mind when he created the character um yeah I mean she she for example uh wrote this story about called the Fountainhead, where where the government, you know, tries to dismantle successful businesses um, and and leech off them, and all of society is just are just leeches, and and these people have no motivation then to actually do their work, and so um, you know, even though the 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 protagonist is an architect or something like, as if. You know, architecture is the most important thing in the world, but uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, so I think the whole thing with Ayn Rand, and and that's why I thought Lady True was a clone as well, that she was just recreating herself over and over again. But apparently she's just recreating her mother right now. Maybe we're going to find out differently, but yeah. And uh, the other part of the episode is that Vite is put on trial by the game warden and all the uh, Crookshankses and Mr. Phillips and uh, he is pronounced guilty, and uh, yeah, and he doesn't give a fuck. He's just very nonchalant about it. And I think they said something along the lines that the, that, that trial went on for a year. Yeah, he, he they, they mentioned 365 or something certain days of the trial. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess, you know, he was, he, he had to, tolerate that for a long long time but we eventually we we get we get back to his time it mean in the next episode we find out exactly how long he's been on the planet again mm -hmm. i mean it's, it's it's seven seven years and i love how um, the prosecutor the is still of... calling him master like i <laughs> yeah well oh, i mean God. so so episode seven was more about like big shock reveals right um it didn't actually push the plot forward very much. I mean, yes, Lori is captured, um, but other than that, like, not much happens other than big reveals. Mm -hmm. Like, who is Doctor Manhattan? What are what is the Seventh Cavalry's plan? Um, uh, I don't know. What I mean. What else? <laughs> Lori is, oh, Lori that, is that, captured. That Wade is alive. Uh, Angela comes yeah. back. Lady True uh, reveals her motives. Seven Cavalry reveals their motives. Um, There's the elephant. She finds the elephant. Right. right? And, and the elephant, <laughs> I, I don't even know what it means. All I know is that, I, correct me if I'm wrong, since you, you, you love to travel all over the world. I'm sure you've been to Vietnam. In Vietnam, don't they consider elephants kind of like holy or something? 
Sure, and the, and the, the historic Lady True rode an elephant. Um, I mean, elephants never forget. There might be a memory thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, things, who, who knows? Um, but it's, uh, I don't know. It could be. It could mean a million things. Elephants mean a whole bunch of different stuff. Mm -hmm. So, well, yeah. the episode wasn't bad. I actually, I actually kind of liked it. Uh, the reveal was kind of spoiled for me because. And by the way, guys, don't take this as me shitting on you guys. But you know, this is honestly, it's completely my fault. The reveal was kind of spoiled for me when people, a bunch of people, hit me up on Instagram and Twitter, and they're like, "Carmine, how did you know? How did you know that was really him?" I'm like, "What?" Oh wait a minute! Oh god damn it! Uh, so yeah, so for me, I wasn't I wasn't spoiled. So when the end of the episode happened, I was like, oh man, you know, it was it was a you know it was a big hit. Right. So I was like, wow, what a guys. Feel free. I'm not I'm not I'm not ripping on you guys. Feel free to message me anytime you want. It's just it's my fault for getting on social media and not watching the episode before doing that. Like immediately at nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Or so, eight o'clock Central Time. It, 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 it takes a while for it to pop up on the website i mean hbo go um but um no at this episode i'll give it an eight out of ten it was great i i really liked it i thought it was awesome um even though the reveal was, was a little spoiled for me we still got a lot of uh we got a lot of reveals but nothing was really answered exactly you know there, there's yeah, still that yeah. aura of mystery there which once again that's uh tolkien's number one rule lord of the rings and bringing that in here no game of thrones this time ah, mm -hmm. ah. Well, maybe, yeah, give us a couple yeah. of minutes um tolkien always believed that once you answer one question you got to open up another one to keep that mystery in there yes. so we still yes. don't know too much until the next episode eight where dr manhattan tells us all before we go to episode eight what would you give this episode on the scale from one to ten? I'll give it an eight. I'll give it an eight too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's funny because I mean, in retrospect, I'm like, it's one of the weaker episodes because they're all so strong. So it's like an eight, while the other ones are like nines. You know, eights and nines. I would say you episode know, two it's, it's, is the weakest. Um, yeah, yeah. I would, I, I would agree. This agree. might be the second to second second weakest, but at the same time, it's still really good. Though it's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's it's still really good. It's just the 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 bar is set so yeah. high by by the Wade episode, the Lori episode. Mm -hmm. Who you know? Uh, so it's funny because the weakest episodes are the ones where they focus on the ensemble plot, and the strongest episodes are the ones where they focus on kind of one person mm -hmm. and follow that person. Yeah. You know, so. Um, get that individual perspective on things. Yeah. But uh, let's jump into episode eight. A God a God walks into a bar. Um, I swear into to God. A bar. I, yeah, <laughs> a bar. I swear to God I thought it was a space bar. I sw that's what I, when I looked at it like a couple weeks ago to see all the episodes, because you said it only had nine episodes. I was like, what? So I looked it up. And I swear I saw a God walks into a bar, not a bar. Well, in in certain places it's been written uh, both ways. So on HBO, when when you you click on the episode, it it actually says space a bar. Mm -hmm. And then when you play the episode, it says a bar. And then somebody walks in front of the word a bar, and when they're done walking in front of it, it's now one word, a bar. Mm -hmm. And then the official name that I've seen listed places is a bar. But so it's it's definitely appearing in different places in, in the two different forms. Mm -hmm. So here's the synopsis. Let's get through it real quick so we can discuss this. In Vietnam, 2009, Doctor Manhattan attempts to convince Angela to have dinner with him, 
the next night as they fall, will fall in love later. Angela is highly skeptical, but Manhattan, after explaining his nonlinear experience with time, explains that he has been creating life on Europa since 1985, and that in 2019 he will fall in love with her just as he about to just as he is about to be taken by the Seventh Calvary. He explains how he took up the identity of Cal to blend in and uh, use the device created by Vite to give him amnesia. About but okay, I'm not gonna. This this synopsis is going. All over the place. Okay, so first yeah. off, sorry about that, guys. So first yeah. off, let's start well, with... Well, I mean, the episode... So what's clever about the episode is that the episode is told in nonlinear time. Yes. Like it, jumps, it jumps around time period-wise. Very clever. Which, which is, you know, how Dr. Manhattan experiences life, right? Mm -hmm. It's very um, Slaughterhouse-Five um, kind of kind of idea. Do you, do you, do you know Slaughterhouse-Five? I do not. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's Kurt Vonnegut, and it's about a, a man who becomes unstuck in time uh, and starts experiencing his life out of order. Um, of course, he's actually crazy and, and having flashbacks, like this is the whole point. But mm -hmm. to him, he thinks he's, he's and hallucinating and all of these different things from stuff he's read. read. So what he's experiencing out of order is, is, a, is a series of flashbacks and hallucinations. But um, that's the, the general premise, though, is what would happen to an individual if they had to live their life out of order? But and, um, I don't think it really makes sense. Like, time travel never makes sense. It so doesn't. What, what are you going to do? But, but is this really time travel, though? This, is, this is all has already happened, and it's, it's almost as though Manhattan has the script. Well, <laughs> it's, it's like funny the <laughs> because there's so many, like, there's so many causation loops so you're like, why is Angela part of the story? Well, Angela is part of the story because Dr. Manhattan made her part of the story. Right. And and why did he make her part of the story? Because she was part of the story. Like, oh. And that's it. That's the only reason Angela is there. Like, is because Dr. Manhattan felt the need to go back in time to get her and talk to her. But the only reason he went back in time to talk to her was, be was because she was part of his life in the first place. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's just a big time causation loop. Um, so there, there's no real explanation. But what are you supposed to do with a time travel person that, can, that knows everything? Like, it doesn't make sense in the first place. So but he can't whatever. travel through time. He can see through it. So... Uh. But, can't, but I think he can act on it. He can act on stuff knowing the future. But then he chooses, like, it's like, well, why did you do that when it was to your detriment? And then his, his excuse is, haven't you done something that you've known is going to be, haven't you're, you done something you know you're going to regret? Right, like, yeah. I guess, but winning the Vietnam War, that's kind of a big. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to say, Dr. Manhattan is the worst person to be in a relationship ever. Because I, yeah. <laughs> when, when they're... I think I think at one point during the dinner he tells Angela that they're gonna have a fight and she's gonna tell him to leave and that fight hasn't even happened yet. Right. But, and, and they're they're doing it's stuff. Funny. And, it's funny because they they establish like good as the episode is I don't think they really ever establish why Angela would ever fall in love with Doctor Manhattan. Mm. Like Angela Angela is this hard boiled kind of tough woman mm -hmm. and then she meets. This guy who's just talking fucking lunacy. Like, why should... They, they have one throwaway line where it's like, oh, in your unpredictable life, you enjoyed a bit of predictability. 
And you're like, okay, I guess. But honestly, like Dr. Manhattan is, he's, he's, he's crazy and psychotic and, and a-emotional. It's just, you know, like it's, he's not a good person to be in a relationship with. Why would people be in a relationship with him? I don't know. I guess maybe because he's a god. Uh, I don't know. But To be honest, I can kind of understand that. The predictability thing. Personally, I I could never be with someone who was incredibly unpredictable. I, I, I don't like that. That makes me feel uncomfortable. And I understand the comfort in being able to, like, know that this person's either going to fuck me over or be with me forever. Like, there, it may be boring to some people, but at the same time, it's just... The whole unpredictability thing, I, it makes me anxious. I, I just I just don't like having to guess what my partner's next move is going to be, whether it's going to be a good thing or a bad thing. So I, yeah. I get the comfort in it. But he is just the worst person to be in a relationship with because I never realized this. But it makes a lot of sense. When they're having sex, she, <laughs> she, she, she I feel as like though she knows better than to ask him this, but she asks him anyway, where are you right now? Right. Oh, we're at the bar. <laughs> at the bar. Just like, well, because um, Lori Blake does that in the original Watchmen comic. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Jesus. Where are you Where right now? She's having bar. sex with him, and he's doing, and he's like, he, one of him is in the lab, like, doing experiments. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, uh, okay. You know. <laughs> I'm at, we're at the bar right now, and uh, we know that no, one time I, we went over there, we're over there right now too. I mean, people people get into relationships for all sorts of reasons, so maybe it's like maybe it's a rock star thing. But he would just be the worst person to be in a relationship with. Like you'd come home after a day, and you're like, oh, "How was your day? Like what what is he gonna say? Like, well, I was traveling through space time, like <laughs> living my life out of order. Like what? We're gonna have like, a fight? Uh, no, we're not. What what'd you do at the office? I had to file reports. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I know. What? I know you had to file reports. You told me already. <laughs> I saw the implosion of a quasar yesterday. Like, what? <laughs> like, we're gonna have a fight in a minute. No, we're not. Stop saying that. Yes, we are. We're gonna. We're gonna have. Fun. No, I mean, there's, there's, only in the sense that, like, you're fucking a rock star. Would you? Yeah. Would you want to? Um, but then, even then, then you know, when he becomes amnesia guy, it's like, okay. Yeah, Cal's hot, but... So so apparently that was Angela's plan. So obviously they can't be walking around with the giant blue guy that, that freaking... Because he's tall. Yeah. Dr. Manhattan's tall as fuck. They can't be walking around with the giant blue guy that, that glows. So, you know, they go to the morgue and they pick out a couple of, uh, uh, you know, candidates, but they ultimately settle on Cal. Now, he can look like Cal, which is cool, but at the same time, it, it's... The personality's not there. Like, he... He can't right. act like a like a person, which is you know. At first, I, I'm sure she thought she could she could be cool with it, but after a while, it's a little. Uh, mm. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't. So there's one thing I don't understand. I noticed that Cal's last name was something else, like Jenkins. How something does like it, that. How, how does his name become Abar? Does he take Angela's surname? I guess it's, I have no idea. It's yeah. I just don't get it. like I don't. Yeah, his his name was was Cal Jelani. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, does he take? Does he take her last name? Um, I don't. I don't. I don't understand it. Oh, like, and, why, and if if she's stealing, if they, if she's stealing identities, like why would 
why wouldn't he stay with Jelani? I guess in, 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 in countries like Vietnam, and this and this is like that in my country of Brazil too, when when you have like no family, like nobody really gives a fuck, nobody really pays attention, you know? So it's, eh, it's whatever. Yeah I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, when people met, when people meet them, they're going to see Abar and they're going to be like, well, neither one of them have, fam have next of kin, whatever, it doesn't matter. But um, it, it, was, it was just an odd thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, before we move on into this, during the dinner or, or during their first meeting ever, um, Doctor Manhattan basically pull, pull, pulls out of his pulls out of his ass a huge plot device or plot information that he can transfer his powers to people. Mm, yeah, and then with the egg and everything. Yeah. yeah. So, and <laughs> I love how this is ultimately answered later on because he creates the egg. Right. Mm -hmm. This is the, the time causation loop, chicken or the egg. Right. Yeah. So, uh, God, I love this episode. I want to give it a 10 out of 10 because we're, I, don't, I know we're not at the very end yet, but I got to say, I, I, the reason I would have to give this, this episode a 10 out of 10 is because Dr. Manhattan is such a fun character. Not only is he hilarious, but he's so fun. Like, I'm sure in the writer's room, they yeah. had so much fun with all the stuff he could do, you know? Yeah, now, I, I, I will say that, um, so I've read a lot of different sci-fi and fantasy that, that involve uh, omnipotent beings. Um, Marvel Universe has a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. And there's always a problem, you know, like, well, once a, a character is omnipotent, like, and they can do everything, how do you create a plot? Like, how do you create a barrier for someone that's an omnipotent, because mm. you know our story structure is usually that there's a problem that that the protagonist has to overcome. Right. Well, what can you do if the if the character is omnipotent? And so then they have to like scale something something back. They have to take the powers away, or or someone has to become even more omnipotent, mm -hmm. and then you get this kind of you know Marvel universe ex escalation of powers, you know, where <laughs> on like galactic and universe and multiverse scales right. and stuff like that. So, you know, I, it was fun, like, what they were doing with Manhattan, um, going out of time and, and uh, getting involved with fight. But, yes, his whole choosing to bottle up his powers, like, he has to because there's nothing you can do with an omnipotent character. Like, it's just, it's, it, you're, you're at a dead end. Once, once, the, once the character's omnipotent and unstoppable, you're at a, you're at a dead end, so... And and that was clever. Um, the whole we'll, we'll get into what Vite and he did uh, in Antarctica in a minute. But the way you do that in a television show like this is you introduce him second to last episode, because yeah. because you like this is this is where the Force Awakens really just didn't know how to like handle characters who are incredibly strong but very prominent. Because mm. the whole time watching Force Awakens, I'm like, oh, it's Luke, it's uh, Han and Leia. Where's Luke? Oh, God, when Luke gets in here, oh, you're all going to be sorry. Mm, yeah. And they just really, personally, I think they handled Luke very badly in Last Jedi. And I think for a character that powerful, with, with that in regards to Dr. Manhattan, I think Watchmen, HBO's Watchmen, handled it perfectly. They had mm. him come in second to last episode. And yeah, it, it even though he's he's... Dr. Manhattan has been in the back of our heads the entire show, but he's not been a focus of it. Also, also, what's, what's cool about this episode is now, you, you know, the first time we had to have stakes that were um, 
I mean, in the, in the comic book, the stakes were nuclear war. Mm -hmm. And so you need something where the stakes are as big as nuclear war. And like he, they chose something, you know, the, the established thing was race. And that was, that was a problem mm -hmm. that's certainly as pressing that we feel in our minds as nuclear war. But when it comes down to it, like race relations, we're not talking about the annihilation of, of every human being and all life on the planet like nuclear war. They escalated it now. When you're talking about someone getting the powers of Dr. Manhattan, you're now talking about something as big as nuclear war. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you're about you're trying to make a white supremacist omnipotent. Oh, like that's the the high stakes are there now. You know, we're we're on the level of the original Watchmen comic. Yeah, and like I said, th this is how you do it. This is how you handle a character that powerful. Um, yeah. It, it, it's a really fun way to do it. It's a clever way to do it. That's why I got to give the show props. Like, they did it very, very well. And, you know, Ryan Johnson, take fucking notes, bro. They, they did it very <laughs> well. But, okay, so we're jumping all over the place, just like the episode. So Angela just can't take Dr. Manhattan being so Dr. Manhattan. She asks him to leave, and he does. He teleports to Adrian Veidt's uh, Fortress of Solitude in Antarctica. And we find out that Adrian... Since the giant squid fall thing that's been going on, he's been actively, like, dropping squids all over the place. Just like we saw in episode one. Right, but who's been doing it, you know, since his, his departure? I'm assuming he probably built a machine to do it every now and then. Or maybe he's had Lady True do it or something? Maybe, yeah. And he's, he's really... An but what's weird is he gets warped to Europa without any warning. So it's not like he could have had it set up. True, true. Maybe, uh, hmm. Yeah. I mean, it might be that it might be that the U.S. government felt that they needed to be done, but and they started doing it. But, but he, you know, he didn't have any time. It's not like Doctor Manhattan said, like, okay, you got thirty minutes to like pack your shit. <laughs> yeah, he just like, sends him. <laughs> he just sends him there. Like, you know, <laughs> hope you don't have any plants that need watering. You know, like. <laughs> And it's funny, too, because Adrian is upset with how things are progressing because, uh, according to what he said, he's given the world a means to uh, move past the, the whole nuclear thing with, with wind and solar and all this stuff, and, and they just won't do it, and he's really upset about that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Cal slash Dr. Manhattan shows up, and Adrian reveals a plan to get Cal to kind of... Uh, originally, it was his plan A. On how to defeat Doctor Manhattan beyond the, the first the, beyond the plan that we saw in the comics slash the movie to kill him yeah um is, and the plan is to Im implant this little device that looks like his atom symbol into his head that will essentially give him amnesia his powers will be dormant yeah and as a thank you he sends Adrian to Europa where Doctor Manhattan went and created life and he literally created these. Phillips, the first Philip and the first Crookshanks after uh, these two people he met when he was in England escaping uh, from World War II. And yes. we originally thought, I, I believe, I think it was your idea, that they were a part of him somehow. Like, he created them in his image or something oh, like that. Oh, right. But it turns, yeah, it turns out it's not. It's not. And um, I thought this was super sweet. He created... Uh, what was it, the idea of perfection or the idea of some... I forgot what he said, but he created the he created the first man and woman 
in heaven essentially after these two people he met when he was super young for some that's so sweet that's so like thoughtful yeah. as fuck like holy shit it's also you know how we we, we made the um this was in my rant about about people making a big deal about his nudity mm. um and and i started talking about ellen moore's beliefs about like sex versus violence mm-hmm. and stuff like that and it's interesting that like those two characters like sat him down and was like and told Dr. Manhattan like sex is nothing to be shamed, shamed you know ashamed about it's like a wonderful thing we were creating a we were creating a child and da 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 like they gave him this like positive idea of sex right um uh which is very Alan Moore you know um so the utopia that he's created is you know with those characters who seemed like, you know, great, great people. Um, and he creates this, like, you know, perfect uh, society. He, he creates know. the perfect society with these two people. And he also creates that primordial lake and all this stuff. And, you know, even the, even the mansion is, 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 you know, designed after theirs. And it was really, yeah. it was really sweet. I really love that. In his mind, uh, Mr. Phillips and, and Miss Crookshanks, they're like the ideal people that he really wants, you know, walking about. However, he kind of got bored with them. It, they, they All they wanted to do was just love and please him, and he he didn't like, he didn't care about that. It, it just felt unfulfilling yeah. for him. So he leaves, he leaves them there, and, uh, but he also sends Adrian there, because in his view, that that's heaven, and Adrian should be okay. And at first, Adrian's like, okay, let's go, let's do it. But uh, in time, as we see, Adrian is also kind of bored with it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, they're getting to the heart of who Veidt is as a person. Like, Veidt believes himself to be this, this, uh, um, caring individual that wants to, like, help society. But they're saying, well, no, in the end, you wanted credit and you're never going to get credit. You know, you're never going to see utopia. No one's ever going to say, thank you, Adrian. And so he thinks that maybe he wants some some credit, mm-hmm. and then he goes to a planet where everybody just worships him, and he's like, "No, like this isn't what I want either. You know, I want a challenge." Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Adrian Veidt wants wants to struggle, and I think that's like part of it. A um, man like him? Oh God, yeah. There, there's no yeah. way like a guy like that who is this, the world's smartest person who who considers Alexander the Great his equal. The only person yeah. that ever existed to be his... E- no, the, he needs a challenge, and, and heaven is too boring for him, which there's something fucking awesome about that. It, it's, it's, too, it's too tame for him. He needs something of a challenge. But at the same time, he, he's so much older now. Yeah, it's true, but, you know, he still, he still, uh, he still had some adventures on that planet. Mm, that's true. <laughs> seven, seven years. By the way, <laughs> to mention Star Wars again and to a theory you had earlier. So that episode where Lady True goes and buys that farm and when we see the thing coming out from space, yeah. you thought that was Adrian, right? Yeah, that's an idea, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I mean, so, so he goes off and so what we do know is that in 2009 – he goes to Europa. Right. And we know that seven years have now passed on Europa. There's seven candles in his cake at the end of the last episode. Mm-hmm. He still needs to escape. I'm guessing it's going to take him a year to dig out of that room. Right. Um, just because that's how the, the structure of the story has been going, is that every event is in a year. So it looks like in the year 20... If it's eight years, twenty in the year twenty seventeen, he's going to escape. 
when did Lady True find the the object that was when did she buy the land? So here's what I'm thinking that that might have been a flashback or maybe not a flashback at all because I remember reading an article I think it was on uh, your favorite website cracked.com um, <laughs> that states that Luke and Leia despite being twins I think Leia might be younger or older than Luke I forgot what it was because she's been traveling around Luke's always been on Tatooine. And she's been traveling around all mm. over the place. And, you know, light speed, I believe, slows down the aging pro. Like, while you're in light speed, you're not aging as fast. Not to mention, every planet should have different rotation. Like, I- have you ever seen um, Matthew McConaughey was in it? It was a... Oh, fuck. It's the... Matthew McConaughey. It was a great film um, by the guy who made The Dark Knight. Fuck. Yeah. What's the name of it? It's called... Not Magic Mike. Not... <laughs> <laughs> not that, not that. Um, Interstellar. Are you, Interstellar, right. yes. And Interstellar, he's on that one planet. And it's like he's on that planet for like a day, but it's like 20 years on Earth. So, yes, you're right that the days, the days not might not be the same. Right. So when, don't on, you think like, like you would age differently on Europa versus Earth? Like wouldn't like the rotation be a little different? I mean, that's true as well. But I'd still like to know when she arrived at that um when she arrived on that at that farm to start her to start her clock tower plan well to be fair man i mean he he might have escaped um uh within those seven years but how long did it take for him to from for him to reach europa to earth could have could have taken him well, a long time but that's the thing like i don't know how he's 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 gonna do it so if next episode he escapes the prison and it's now been eight years and so he has two years to get back to earth just to affect the 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 stuff that's happening right now Mm. but um we're we're kind of thinking that perhaps he got back earlier and has some other stuff going on Mm. i don't know like is is there enough time for him to be the thing falling out of the sky maybe I, I do like the idea that he's been, uh, uh, you know, he's around the entire time, you know, watching everything unfold, preparing for something. I do like that idea. Um, I'm trying to find where, where, did they give the year of when she, uh, of when she buys the farm? I don't think so. I don't remember that. Okay. We, we would have discussed that. So okay. yeah, so Adrian gives Dr. Manhattan slash Cal the little device and uh, they put it in his head and he has amnesia. However, here's the thing. During the White Knight attack, um, Angela's about to be killed and we see that Cal with reflexes, like Adrian said, his reflexes at a, at a dire moments would come out and his powers would, you know, awaken to save to save Angela. Um, yeah, he, for a brief moment, he saved her with his laser beam. And yeah. I think this is how the Seventh Cavalry figured out that yeah, that was him because in the first episode, I believe Judd said something along the lines of like he saw something extraordinary that night. I think that's what it was, and I believe that Judd, if a part of the Seventh Cavalry, was probably there at Angela's house, and he probably saw Doctor Manhattan or Cal awaken those powers to save her. Yeah, I mean, so Cal, <clears throat> so I thought they were gonna see a big glowy dude, but. He said he just warped the guy away. Is that what he said? Um, yeah, I think he said he warped him away. And so if you are that guy and you get warped away 
and you you know you got to figure like okay who has the power to do that well Dr. Manhattan has the power to do that. Did he warp him know? away or, or did he laser beam him? Because if he warped him away, then that person could have been Judd. That, I do think that person was mm. Judd. Which would explain why he's so fucking close to Angela. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, why would he be so close to her at, like, in regards to everybody else? And he, bef- he, he, like, chooses to befriend her so that he can examine Cal, mm-hmm. like, firsthand. Yeah. Keep an eye on him. You know? Get, get, to know, get to know him. Get to know how weird he yeah. is. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Get to know everything. Interesting. But so, no, so Cal and Angela have been living together for 10 years now. And um, apparently he always knew that their relationship would end in tragedy. And I love the line that she says, or I think he said, um, she says something along the lines of, I I, I watched it a couple days ago. She says something along the lines of, oh, it ends in tragedy, huh? And he says something along the lines of, yeah, doesn't every relationship end in tragedy? And he's so right. I love that line. I don't know why. It's so true. Whether you break up that, or that's not. A, that is a great yeah. line. That's a great line. Um, I, I remember, uh, and it goes back to Louis C.K. again. Um, he once says that relationships, best case scenario, you grow old and your best friend dies. And then you walk around like a miserable fuck. And I was like, oh, God, that's your best case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you both die together, I mean, I've I've seen articles. You where have to die simultaneously, but yeah, that's you know. But I, I've um, seen articles where old older couples they uh, one dies and you know the other one dies soon after like heartbreak or whatever. So essentially, you kind of die yeah. together. I mean, some some people some people say like, oh, isn't it best to die first? And you're like, well, then you're cursing the other person to walk around like a miserable mm-hmm. fuck, you know, like. So that's the best the best case scenario is that you live a long time. Your best friend dies, and then you walk around like a sad fuck. Yeah, that's uh, which. Yeah, all relationships end in tragedy. It's 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 a I'd say that's a genius line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like popped into that episode. So at least two thirds of the episode is you know Doctor Manhattan essentially explaining to Angela and the audience everything that's been going on and is about to happen. And towards the last leg of the episode. Um, we get to the end of episode seven where Angela reawakens Manhattan and he's just confused. He doesn't know where he is. He's doing this, this, and this. He teleports the kids away. He's walking on top of the pool, blah, 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 blah. He's making breakfast, I guess, or food, whatever. Um, and then we find out that it was Angela who put the idea in Will's head because before Manhattan put the thing in his head to forget everything, he spoke to Will. Yeah. And... This is the fucking loop. Like this is the whole the whole loop thing. Like what? Right now, so but this this gets into a whole bunch of other contradictions and stuff. Because the problem with Do- the whole character of Doctor Manhattan is that if he's if he's living life and time out of order, right. he must know what he must know either when he dies or or when he's destroyed or um, he just knows everything. Mm. So if he knows everything, like why, how can there ever be any problems, you know? Like, and, and this goes back to even the original Watchmen comic. Like they try to say, oh, he's got these tachyon fields to, to like make it so he's hiding uh, what's happening. But the, the problem is, is that like it doesn't matter because the tachyon field will eventually stop and then, or, it does, or there are events outside of the tachyon field that Dr. Manhattan can view to determine what's going to happen. Like, there's, you know, even in the original Watchmen comic, like, he should know that there was a big squid landing on New York City. 
Like it's just, <laughs> you should have known that. And even if you said, oh, but he put a tachyon field around that squid, it doesn't matter because he could look a year later into the mm -hmm. future and, and see all of the people talking about the squid and figure out that there is a squid. So <laughs> it's, I mean, this is the, time travel never makes any sense, and Dr. Manhattan doesn't really make any sense to begin with. But I, I do wonder if the show is going to try to, ex, like, retcon explain how, you know, Dr. Manhattan's actions in the original Watchmen comic, or if it's just going to have holes in it, because time travel always has holes in it. What I don't understand is, if he knows all this is going to happen, why doesn't he just teleport away? Like, if he knows at the end of this night he's going to be captured and possibly destroyed... Why doesn't he just teleport? Oh, there's, out? there's so many things. Like, 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 why does he stand right there yeah. and like smile at her while the while the ray hits him? Like, this, this is just stupid. Like, you're if you're if you're smiling, you know that the guy is behind you. So explode his head. Like, it's not that hard. Like, <laughs> you see time. I don't know. Unless that's the last moment of his life that he sees and he really dies at that moment. I don't but know. But he can change this. If he can see the future, why doesn't he change it? There's one line he says to uh, Laurie Blake and I believe Watchmen. And he, I think he says something along the lines of, and correct me if I'm wrong, we're all puppets. The only difference is I can see the strings. I can see the strings, right. No, I, I, if you can, then how, why the fuck aren't you like doing something different? Like, if you can see that you're going to... like. If you can see in the future that you're going to be punched in the face, why don't you right. dodge? Why do you let it happen? Like, just because time, like, flows this way, and you can change it. Just don't, just teleport away. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, obviously, everything's a paradox. We can't, we can't actually explain He's like it. a slave to because time. It... He's, like a, he's like a slave to fate. Right, but only specifics things, right? <laughs> like... <laughs> Only things that he wants to, wants to, right? Like, she she keeps saying, oh, you're not going to tell me that. No, I'm not. Oh, but you're going to tell me something else? Like, why? Like, why not, like, when he first meets her, say, okay, you know, the night, there's going to be some, some cavalry people that are going to come. But if you, if you take me out, you know, I, I can teleport you away. Mm -hmm. And then we don't have to deal with them. We can just, I mean, they came, they arrived at his house with that gun. Okay, like, teleport Four blocks away. Not that hard. <laughs> Teleport to fucking Europa. It doesn't yeah. matter. Just don't be at the fucking house. Don't walk outside, kill all of them except for one, and then stand there and smile as a gun hits you on the back. It's it's silly, but of course it's silly in the original Watchmen comic. Like, let's we got to go to Antarctica to stop Adrian Veidt, but I already know about time. Like, I already know what's going to happen. So what's the point? <laughs> whatever man and i gotta say um he was never he so this this is this is where it, like i'm i'm like i'm like mind fucked um so he even comes to the conclusion when she says damn it did i put the idea in his head because she's essentially talking to will from like from the future to the past which right. is crazy awesome i love that and and he has he has like an epiphany oh they both came first, the chicken and the egg. Right. So, fucking cool. I love that. Um, but what <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me is <sighs> I'm not even getting into it anymore. I, I will say I will say <laughs> I love it. I love it because it, it, it mind fucks you. So he f he it it does. I mean, it's 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 really playing around with what with what Doctor Manhattan is and what it must like to. 
because to be him, because maybe maybe the point of it all is just as we're confused, um, Dr. Manhattan must get confused. Uh, and Dr. Manhattan even says he's confused at one point. Mm-hmm. And I remember him saying, like, I'm confused. And I was like, oh, you know, he's I think we forget that even though Dr. Manhattan has infinite powers, he's still not perfect and he can still mess up and he's not necessarily completely mm-hmm. with it. Um, and we just have to accept that he's kind of an idiot sometimes, <laughs> maybe all the time. But, but I love the mind fuck here is that he's always been in love with her because he can see the future and experience the future. But at the same time, in that moment, in that episode, he fell in love with her because she tries to at the very, at the end. very end because he, she tries to change the course of events for his sake. Yeah. He falls in love with her for the last action she does, mm-hmm. but he's been in love with her the entire time. Right. <laughs> okay. But, but 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 couldn't Lori Blake and Silk Spectre do the same thing? Wouldn't have she done the same thing in Angela's position? Wouldn't most people do the same thing in Angela's position? If if, if your lover was going to tell you that, hey, look, these guys are coming and kill me, wouldn't wouldn't most people's loved ones try to stop that? Sure. Yeah. So why Angela? I I just. I mean. It... I don't. I mean, I don't know. Why her in specific? I mean, <laughs> I mean, in a sense, in a sense, like it is kind of a a huge coincidence that um, that Hooded Justice's daughter, her granddaughter, ends up in a relationship with Doctor Manhattan. But then it's not really a coincidence because it's all through a big causation loop. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Like, how did Hooded Justice find out about Cyclops' plan, and how does it all tie together? Well, it all ties together because Dr. Manhattan ties it together in a big causation loop um, and paradox. Like, there's no reason, actually, for all of these characters to be connected, but they are. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. And, and this episode was incredibly frustrating, but not frustrating in a bad way. Like, it was a fun episode. And the things the writers could do with Dr. Manhattan, like, just him, like, teleporting, walking on the pool, making breakfast, making things levitate. Yeah, why, why, why did he go to the pool to walk on it? To test his powers? I, I don't... F- I, yeah, that, that, that kind of lost me. I was like, what did, why did he go to the backyard? I guess the kids need to I see him. I, I needed... He said... Didn't he say something like that? I needed you to see me like this? Like, why? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can walk on water. <laughs> she does ask about him walking on water when they first meet. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe there's a big grandmaster Dr. Manhattan plan, but I don't know. I kind of think that. I'm kind of guessing that. I wonder if Angela's going to get the Dr. Manhattan power in the end. Like, I feel like. You know, something's going to go wrong and somebody's going to end up as Dr. Manhattan. Or having his Somebody powers, different. yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Like, will Angela end up as Dr. Manhattan? I end? wonder, yeah, because, huh. Yeah. Yeah, that, that could be a possibility, too. Hmm. Overall, I would give the episode a 10 out of 10. I loved it. I thought it was fun. I w- it was great. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. It was, it was really interesting. My favorite part of the episode is when he's literally creating Eden. For for these people, I love that part. Yeah, it was it was it was a really fun episode, especially the uh, the the after the the after the credits with um, Adrian. I really I did um I did think the final scene with uh, with 
Adrian Veidt was uh, interesting because you find out that the game warden is actually rather thoughtful individual. He's the you first kind of Mr. Thought, Phillips. Yeah, you kind of thought that Mr. That, that Mr. Phillips are, are idiots, but actually the game warden is rather rather intelligent and refined. Like he's thought about things, and he seems bitter that Doctor Manhattan left, um, which is obviously you know a, a kind of reaction to people today like you know god if there is a god and he created the world why is any why isn't he doing miracles anymore mm -hmm. and why has he abandoned us abandoned us you know so yeah i, I like i like that thought that he got bored and that everybody all they wanted to do was just uh, you know give him love and show him affection and all that stuff and it's just yeah, it's not fulfilling nah. yeah yeah so i do think that vite is going to spend a year trying to dig out mm -hmm. and then i don't know how he's going to escape then I would love it. Huh. And he spends a year. He spends a year trying to figure, trying to dig out. When he finally digs out, there is all the Mr. Phillips and Crookshanks is there with another cake with another candle on it. <laughs> well, say it takes two years. Say it takes two years for the trip of the ship, mm -hmm. and the ship arrives, and then he jumps in the ship, and it takes two years to get back. Then he arrives just at the you know at the action, but like I don't know. but it, you'd have to get out faster if it's if it's all for Lady True's. If he's the thing landing in Lady True's um, uh, field, I thought it was—I thought it was really weird that even though Manhattan, he normally doesn't look like Cal, but he had like Cal's like facial features and mm. struck like you know, yeah, it was like yeah. the shape of his head was there, and it's like Doctor John John Osterman is like a, a, a white guy, and you know the yeah the, yeah. It, it's, they they even make a joke about or Adrian Veidt makes oh, a joke yeah. about yeah. It's like, ah, oh, you better not be doing appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> I do like how uh, Veidt still dresses like it's the 80s in that scene because yeah. he, hasn't, he hasn't really left <laughs> his, his Antarctic base since the 80s, so he's still dressed like the 80s. Um, oh, the theory, the theory that I have is that, okay, Adrian Veidt, he put himself in like a carbonite freeze when he got into the ship, and that Lady True... That, that is uh, Osmandius. That statue is Osmandius in like a carbonite freeze. Oh. And that she's going to thaw him when she succeeds. Interesting. That Wow, we've mentioned Han Solo and Louis C.K. so many times. Yeah, no Game of Thrones. Oh, God, yeah. There you go, guys. Y'all yeah. can stop bitching now. By the way, the, <laughs> the, one thing, the one thing I'm really worried about is season two. Because I feel as though, and I'm taking this, this quote from you, I feel as though they're blowing their entire load on season one. And there's not going to be nothing for season two. Just like with Westworld. Westworld season oh, one yeah. was awesome. And we get to season two, it's just contrived, like, crap. Yeah, well, how, how can you outdo yourself? Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, I... I, I I mean, there probably will be a, a season two, just because the so the ratings are, are the ratings are picking up. So people were worried about the ratings for for a while because they dropped off, and now they've they've picked up, and it's getting so much acclaim that I feel like there's going to be a season two. Honestly, this the this shouldn't go past season three. Season three should be the final season. This really shouldn't go. If like if they make, can manage to make a, a an incredibly <clears throat> awesome season yeah. one, they should be able to do something with season two, and then season three should be the final thing where they go balls. I out. mean, I can tell you, you know, season two, you you got to do the owl, right? Yeah. Like you got to bring in the owl, um, and then who knows? <laughs> but I'm telling you right there, yeah, that's season two. Well, if season one, the Seventh Cavalry are the bad guys, then season two, Lady True has to be the villain. I think she's the villain this season, too. I don't know if she's going to make it. 
I think she's going to try to steal the power too or something. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Or maybe she wants her father to inherit the power because Angela in episode 7 was like, well, where's your dad? Is like, And she goes, he's, he's coming. He's coming. Right. I mean, the, the, I think the 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 least original thing would be Osmanius is her dad. He's in that carbonite and she's going to thaw him for... What what she thinks is her success? Ah, as Mandius is her dad. Mmm, that's a good one. I like that. Right, because she says the dad's coming. Well, who, who's coming? Where, you know, mm-hmm. we don't we don't have any other characters. So even though she doesn't look half Asian at all, let's just make her half Asian. <laughs> so, oh, Preston, and we still don't know. The biggest mystery of the show is. Who the fuck is Lube Man? There is no- who is Lube Man? That is the big that season three right there. <laughs> so season two is the owl. Season three, Lube Man. Lube Man's Petey. It's got to be Petey. <laughs> it's so it's such a look. Lame. Lube Man. Lube Man is Petey, and then we've got and then I'll, first off, I feel like that Petey, Lube Man, and Looking Glass have to save the day and defeat Lady True. So I feel like joke like Senator Keen, he's gonna get he's gonna get blown up. Like he's totally not gonna be Doctor Manhattan. He's just gonna get killed. And it's weird too because you can't test that on anybody because you can't have two Manhattans walking around. Right. Maybe you know maybe his he, his thing gets blown up by Lady True. Lady True stops him, and then she wants to take the power for herself. And then who's gonna stop Lady True? Loop Man and 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 Looking Glass. <laughs> what do you think Lady True's plan is? Do you think she wants to like destroy the United States? I think she wants to for the atrocities committed she... in Vietnam. Like that would be the ultimate like fuck you thing. Yeah, I mean, I think she wants to stop. I think she wants to stop cultural appropriation. Like, I think that's a big thing. Honestly, bro, that sounds um, like the most lame. That sounds incredibly lame. I know. So more lame I than, than wa- Senator Keene saying it's hard to be a white guy in America. Right. Like, <laughs> like she doesn't want like Vietnamese culture to be like taken over by American culture and stuff like that. And she, she wants, you know, and I, so I think that's part of it. Um, I think it has something to do with that. I, it, it sounds really lame, but it, that's just the feeling I have. That it has something to do with that. Maybe she's going to use the, the mind control ray. Ah. Broadcast it around the world. Make, you know? Yeah. Interesting. Know. That, that could be it. That's why she teamed up with Will. Um, so so there, are, there are two major... Uh, no, I would say there are three or four major questions. Who is Lube Man? That's number one. Number two <laughs> is what is Lady True and Will's plan? And yeah. I believe number three would be... Fuck, I just had it. Where's Osmandius? Where's Osmandius? I think he's inside that statue. That's that that's that's an interesting one. I like that. Because they do call attention to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, why does he look old? Something lands in the field. <clears throat> I'm sure that it's him coming back, landing in the field. He's in carbonite, and she, he's gonna get thawed out for for like right before the end. Mm-hmm. Preston, I would give this episode a 10 out of 10. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was amazing. Uh, great pacing. Uh, acting was pretty good. Uh, Manhattan was just a fun character, and I really enjoyed the episode. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. This is an episode I would watch multiple times. Um, 
your rating? I would give the I would give it I would give it nine out of ten. Mm-hmm. I would say that it was it was super fun, super clever idea to frame the episode in the same way that that um, Doctor Manhattan lives life. Um, super ambitious to try to go into the psyche of an omnipotent man who who lives time out of order. Um, you know, on that front. Uh, I thought that the only weaknesses was, was that I didn't really feel Angela had a good reason to fall in love with Dr. Manhattan. I didn't, I didn't believe their love. Mm. Um, that, but it's still a fantastic fucking episode. Of course. Oh, yeah, I mean, of that's course. why I say nine, 9 out of 10. But I would say that like, like I, I, would, I wouldn't give it the 10 out of 10 only because I just didn't believe the love. Mm-hmm. Like I just didn't believe that she would fall in love with Dr. Manhattan. Like I said, I, 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 I can completely un- un- understand that, you know, and, and not to mention <sighs> the whole predictability thing. Like some people are just more comfortable with that. Like me, I, I, I'm comfortable with, you know, being yeah. able to predict that, you know, this, this, and this is going to go down. And, and, and that's what I like, you know, when I was younger, I was always used to watch the same DVDs and VHSs over and over and over again. And, you know, my mom would be like, what, why do you always watch that? You, you know, what's going to happen. I'm like, yeah. I, I just like it, you know? It's, yeah. yeah. But the pro- the problem is they just kind of, you know, they jump from her first meeting with Dr. Manhattan where she's entertained that he's such a fucking loon. Mm-hmm. Then they jump to her thawing Dr. Manhattan, giving Dr. Manhattan the new body, and then they jump to six months. So we never we never even have one scene of them working as a couple. Um, I mean, we have her working as a couple with Cal, right. like Amnesia mm-hmm. Cal, but we never see how during that six months... Of their of their relationship, like why she would like hanging out with Doctor Manhattan. Maybe that next dinner, you know, he takes her to, you know, the Crab Nebula. I don't know, <laughs> and and she's and she's wowed by it. But you know, show me that. I, I just didn't. Have I think that. you were correct. Like there is something. There is some somewhat of like a, a romantic thing about. Not romantic, but something of a thrill being able to, like, you know, be with someone who's like kind of like a rock star, you know? Like, he chose me yeah. of all people. This yeah. godlike being chose me. Maybe there's something there. That That's how, that's where yeah. I, I, I come to terms with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying it, like, it can't logically get there. I just would have liked at least one little scene, you know, showing it. <sighs> Preston, the show is great. I, I think it might be That's my great. favorite show of the year so far. I really, truly enjoy it. It and it's and it's sad, and I'm gonna break it. It's sad that this is so far better than Game of Thrones. I, it's insane. <laughs> it's 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 fucking insane. But there it is. There it is. Like, yeah, yeah. And so many people were like, "Oh, this isn't gonna come together because it's 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 Lindelof and he messed up with Lost." And I was like, "Well, you know." I have faith in him after seeing leftovers. the leftovers, yeah. you know, and I was like, okay, he learned, he learned from his mistakes and he got better and, you know, he's, he's really becoming a master of his craft. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. Watchmen is absolutely fantastic. I, I, I really enjoy it. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for the last episode and I'm also sad for the last episode too, because I don't want it to end, but at the same time, I'm glad they're not, you know, overstaying their welcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, the whole thing has been packed. Yes, it has. Guys, join us next time for the next episode, the final episode of Watchmen, and then we'll do a final season review and all that stuff. Uh, We'll see you guys next time. Have a good one.